Ripping in. Welcome to episode 90 of the Jungle Brothers podcast. It's Joe Worthington here. We've got Tiara Ward. Hi there. Paul Fodafilli in the house. Merry Christmas. Everyone's super excited. <laughs> We're two days post JB's Christmas party and obviously full of energy. <laughs> how, how you guys doing since the, since the camping epic? I'm okay. I'm bouncing off the walls. <laughs> Tip top. <laughs> Could do it all again today. Nah, yeah, a bit tired. What was, um, what is it? It's, uh, it's Tuesday now. So we got back into town yesterday. What was the, tell, talk me through the schedule. What did we have over the weekend? Well, we got there on Friday at about midday. I got there at midday. Day, we did a bit of prepping. So we went to the Colo River. Yolo River. Yolo. And, um, <laughs> that's what I've called it. And uh, yeah, and it was a private property uh, owned by a couple of art directors that had built this amazing little abode. It was actually like living on a film set. Like it felt like Did, that, the way it was built. Yeah. And Not it like walking of the nerds from the... Um, in terms of the set. <laughs> it had a big barn and it was built... Uh, it was right on the river. Had its own private access to the river. And the grass had just been laid in the, in the courtyard. It was gorgeous. And, and they were, we, we had 20 glamping tents already set up for members. And another... I don't know how many arrived after that, but on the Friday night. Probably another 10? Yeah, easy. 15 tent, tent setups? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Friday night we had... 80s Hawaiian cocktail party. 80s Hawaiian cocktail and COVID karaoke, <laughs> um, which Paul did very well in. Uh, I haven't heard you sing before. Like I've heard you like in the office a few times. I've never heard you get up on a mic and, and sing. I was really impressed. Really? Yeah. You know I sung on Saturday night. Yeah, I missed that one. And the fire. The Nina in the Simone. Fireplace. Yeah. I don't have much recollection. I saw I was it. very nervous. It was very high pitched and I was Fuck. just holding on. You picked a tough track. Ooh, I did was it alright? Yeah, it was good. It was alright. It was a bit it was right. slow I mean, and melancholy. It, yeah, it was um <laughs> it was Which quite surreal to watch actually. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was kinda hammered by that stage. Yeah. I think a lot of folks were, <laughs> but it was like it was it was far from jovial. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh shit! Like I looked at, it, I was like, oh, this is in my turn. This will be a safe one. And then it kind of wasn't. As I sang a couple of songs, like Irish songs, uh, would you call that Irish folk songs? Yeah, by the Pogues. Oh, that was, it was really powerful. And yeah. I mean, the the yeah, the beauty of those is that they're just any voice can sing it. Bit of storytelling. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of just it, like a like a pub anthem kind of thing. It doesn't require mm. a lot of. There's not a lot of different pitch. pitches and tones. Yeah, but yours was, was like, oh yeah, deep and low. Oh, wow. and yeah, Nina's and got like everything in her songs. I was super blown favorite. away that you guys both sung. Oh man, um, that was like one of my proudest achievements from the weekend. Uh, Black. It was wild as the wind. Mm. I think Bowie wrote it originally. But going back to the Friday night. We had the cocktail party, then Saturday cocktail morning. Cocktail party, we made. Tea got fucking hammered. I got, well, I got everyone hammered. Yeah, but you got yourself the most hammered. I think there were <laughs> people were more hammered than me. There were people that were carried Just out. Just say yes so I we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> there were people that got carried to their tent, which was uh, exciting. Um, one of them was Andrew. Andrew got carried to his <clears throat> Walsh. Walsh, he got carried to oh, his Oh, did tent. he? Yeah. he? One second he was just having a normal conversation, and then the next second, there are three people trying. He's a big guy. Big guy. Three, three people trying to carry him to his tent. Oh God! Which was exciting. Uh, I was making dark and stormies for everyone. Dark and stormies. Uh, I moonwalked and to that my tent. I'm always Hawaiian. Good. <laughs> and that's where we we uh, we gave out the member of the year. Yep. Um, which was to Doris, Elaine, and Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next day we we had um, rehearsals for. Uh, the pub choir, choir, pub choir, which we later performed in the middle of the, the main event party, which yep. was on the Saturday. And, uh, Arvo, and then an tonight. hour after that, <clears throat> there was nude um, still life with uh, Paris, one of our members. Oh, after the rehearsal, yeah. Yep. Was yep. it just him? I heard he was looking for a second nude star. It was just him. Just him. As far as I know. Nice. Him and probably about eight or nine women mm. that, um, that drew him. Did any of you guys go in? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Big Tony <coughs> went in. Big Tony. Big Tony. Big Tony, of course. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he was the only guy. And Chiron. 
Nice. Yeah, and then he's uh, always lurking. <laughs> Tony was probably like looking in on because he was thinking, "Oh, I'd like to do that too." I think yeah, Tony. Like, Tony's yeah. got a rig for it. He's that's got a rig. Sure. He'd be like, oh, "I'd like to see if I could do that posing." Yeah, and then mm. uh, and Ty did his break dance same time, which was really popular. That's right uh, on the skate ramp, and and then and then it was uh, the Burning Man. And Ty was doing a reiki all Saturday, the whole way through, and all Sunday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. She she didn't stop. Yeah, Shane. Yeah, and um, big yeah, Burning Man party. Then there was the Burning Man Christmas party. Stampeded the lawn. Urge. Yeah, which was enormous. Doof, doof. Fuck. Kicked off. Fun. Kicked off for like kind of like four. Was it? that? We rolled, yeah. we were we're rolling to switch the music off four. at 10. We didn't. PM. Yeah. But it went off at 10 a.m. I was breaking everyone's <laughs> balls on Friday. <laughs> Saturday night. He didn't on give Friday night. Because I was like, I just want Saturday night to happen still. Um, yeah. And then uh, yes. we let it go a bit on, on Saturday. It was good. We were indoors. Without anyway, we moved it into the barn. Moved into the barn. It was great. Great. Yeah, it and was out. It was out. It was kind of a, a light covering of rain all Saturday night. Yeah, people just danced through it. In the Very much the yard. weekend. We didn't actually get any little to sun at all. It was just like a crack Dude, through. It was, yeah, I've never it was been. N- haven't been so damp in a long time. Yeah, like, but it was nice. I yeah, think in didn't really matter, did it? No, it didn't. It was nice yeah. and cool. Um, Better than. Bushfires. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. what it was like there last it, year. Exactly. Yeah, it was all closed off. Um, Sunday we Sunday had- Sunday was, uh, was a good day. We kicked off with uh, yoga, 8 a.m. in the morning, yoga beats. Troy took a yoga class. I heard it was quite good. Sunard was DJing. Wouldn't know. Yoga class. Wouldn't know. Uh, supposedly <laughs> made it very difficult. It was a tough class. So everyone was harboring the hangovers trying to get through it. You, that was your instruction, wasn't I it? I told Troy that if you can take a yoga class for Jungle Brothers members, it needs to be a good challenge. Power yoga. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll, you'll, they'll lose interest. Tie-dye was after that as well. Tie-dye, yep. So tie-dye workshop with Sue and Megan. And Megan. Uh, and they got it. I think they got about 12, 12 people do some tie-dyes with them. Yeah, I saw a lot of tie-dye creations up on the line. They look great. Look fucking awesome. They did so well. She, they didn't quite dry after they washed them because it was damp all weekend. Uh, yep. So she took them home, she dried them all, and she brought them all back here, folded, tied up in little Christmassy type packages with cards oh. with their names on it. So, so nice. for Helco did too. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. So he, he got his today. He was stoked. Yeah. And then uh, we had uh, re- uh, intention and reflections, and then fin- uh, just uh, writing some stuff down. How'd you go with that? You ran that, didn't you? I was, I was a little bit munted, yeah. but it was all right. That you had good. You had um, Jacob on I the bongos. I lost my notes, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't get, like do the way I wanted to do it. But but we still got through it. And then yeah, and then we did some sound meditation after. Mm. And that was with Jacob on the trombone. Ah. Yeah, and uh, and the piano and and uh, the uh, what's the the African drum called again? Chiembe. Yeah. It was really nice. It? Yeah. Jambe. I think so. Oh. Yep. DJMB. And then there was uh, the... Salsa with Nick? Uh, no, before Salsa, there was Lira with Hayley. Mm. Uh, so there's an acro workshop. And, and then the Salsa was the last one. Right on. on Friday evening. That was Salsa with, with Nick and his missus. Fucking hell. They did amazing. It was an action-packed weekend. It was just, yeah, visually spectacular. So many talented people doing what they do best. We also, um, Jared did his um, poker face whiskey yep. oh, on, yeah. the, on the Saturday. It was very popular. That mm. was big, yeah. But it was just amazing. I mean, a lot of people came that weren't part of the gym, like partners and some friends and families. Mm. And they were just fucking blown off their feet. Yeah. All of them came up at one stage and said, I can't believe like this is a gym. <laughs> it, just, it didn't kind of mat, ma- make sense. It didn't match up. It wasn't what they were expecting, put it that way. Not at all. Yeah. Just a bit too artistic for your standard gym junkies. Vic's mate said to me, fuck man, all the guys here are so built. And then he's like, oh, that's right. It's a gym Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was cool, man. It was, it was so many different. It was like different chapters to the to the nights and to the you know to the even the days. 
and you could get involved in the workshop stuff or you could go just to hang out and make some food or you could go to your tent you go swim in the river you could hang out with the kids read a book yeah it's pretty cool it was like no stress paul did a trip down the river pavel took him up to the top of the river on a kayak oh you boys. did that yeah we checked it on the top of his when he left yeah um i just pounced on the opportunity and we threw the kayak on the top and we drove and it was funny because we were on a private property and ended up having to turn around. We got some advice from them and found a spot. Yeah. Just dragged the kayak over a barbed wire fence across some um, <laughs> private property. You and the boys. To, and Pavel helped. Yep. And then just to, just to get us in on a steep bank there. And then we, we kayaked down back to the camp. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was mad. Like how long was you, how long did you get to kayak for? Oh, maybe 40 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah. It's it, yeah. It looks you. You move a lot slower than you think. Right. I thought it was going to go really, really fast. But even though you don't really have to paddle because the whole thing was moving, especially with the rain, it just it just goes really slowly, and the river's windy, but kind of you can still like it's straight. And it, it doesn't move very fast past you. Yeah. So it was very slow and chilled, and it was good. Oh, how what yeah, a nice, thing to nice do. little moment. But yeah, that was a great weekend. Yeah, but come off a little tired, of course. Naturally. As you do. A few late nights. We find ourselves three days away from Christmas, which means Jim's kind of operating for another couple of days. And I guess by the time folks are listening to this, it'll be past Christmas. Um, but the we want to talk about a bit of a survival guide for the holidays because as we know people go off the rails a little bit at Christmas time, which they should. However, there's always a couple of kind of cool things that, that we do. I think sort of not particularly consciously, just ways that we manage ourselves when you're on holidays and you're hanging out and eating and drinking, whatever, that's kind of helpful to, uh, to not completely derail. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say progress because it's not like we're looking to progress through Christmas and stuff, but it's sort of part of this just living healthy all the time and making good choices. Yeah, finding a bit of balance. Yeah. In a very, it's very unbalanced part time of year, I believe. Yeah. Christmas. With a lot of things, you know, lots of, um, lots of shit crap around to eat. Like just um, lots of booze shit around. You, yeah, you don't even want, but it's yeah. there. And lots of spare time. And sometimes subjected to, you know, people that you don't usually hang out with. Like, uh, they're just fam- that like family, um, family friends and that kind of stuff. And, and that, that's subjected to different crowds and different culture, you know, that makes an impact as well. Yeah. Especially if, you, if you're training a lot and all your friends are training a lot and then all of a sudden you're, you're in a group of people that like to eat shit and, and drink, you know, yeah. which happens a lot too. So it's just how to navigate your way through, through those kind of little, little scenarios and environments. What's your, um, what's your sort of Christmas day set up like do you have is it like big family thing with d's fam and stuff or is it small and boutique uh every year is a little bit different every second year we spend it with d's mum and dad because they um they go away every every second year so when they go away we usually go away so we might head up to my mum's um but yeah that um that that day depending it doesn't matter where it is there's usually a lot of food involved yeah, like way more than you than your stomach can handle, and lots of different choices, which uh, which makes things. This is the tough part, you know. You just have this huge variety of different. You know, you got a whole zoo on the table, and then on top of that, snacks and hors d'oeuvres and cakes to finish. And it's not a celebration unless there's multiple through. animals to eat in the one sitting. Yeah, it's quite. It knocks the body around if you're not careful. Yeah, um, I think setting a few parameters allows you to still enjoy what's in front of you, still be social because a lot of the times, I mean, you can swing the other way and be that person that's just like, no, I'm not going to eat anything that's going to be bad for me. I'm not going to have a drink with everyone. And you just end up being a, potentially a bit of a bore unless you're just a really upbeat person. If you live like that all the time, I think it's a bit different. But if it's... um. If it's a choice that you, you make, um, sometimes it can be a little bit antisocial. So it's good to be able to find a little bit of balance there where you can still interact, enjoy the food that's on display, have a little bit of a drink, but not suffer for it for the next 
month or two. And I think, I think anyone who knows us, and maybe for some folks listening, they might not know this, but we're not in any way hardline gym guys. Like, we like to drink, we like to party, we like to have late nights, we like to eat shit food, like, but we, we don't, but we do those things kind of, you know, at times, sparingly, when we feel the need to, but f- for the majority of the time, we're making pretty good food choices um, and, and staying relatively healthy. So we feel that I, I think we could all agree we have like a nice balance to how we manage that. Um, and I think from the outside, a lot of people can, can look in and see, you know, whatever, how we look and, and what we do for a living and think, oh, you guys are like super strict, disciplined 100% of the time. Um, and we're telling you that we're not. But we do have some cool little techniques that allow us to navigate times like this in a way that's not completely off the charts. Yeah. I can relate to the family do's with lots of food, lots of different food, and I reckon I, I, got, I got that wrong for so, so many years. And also when we used to work in the film industry, you know, with the catering, so many good foods, salads, sides, breakfast, there's 10 different things to eat. For so long I used to eat every single thing on the table. Yeah, you can just <laughs> Some turn of it. into a bit of a glutton. Yeah, you know? like I used to have muesli, then the hot, you know, and all, and fruit. Then the congee. And yeah. then the congee and then have the hot breakfast type thing. And like at the family do's, you know, especially at the Islander ones, it's the mountain plate stack and the, the <laughs> technique, you know, get the rice on one side. Build a little taro, wall with the taro. Wall, yeah, and then you've got the chop suey and then you boom, boom, you just keep going on the top of that little mountain type thing. But um, I've learned, it took me, I was a slow learner, that you don't actually enjoy it at the very end of it. You have a little bit of everything. The sauces mix, the coconut milk goes into the curry and it's just like you don't actually enjoy it that much. And yeah, you end it turns up, into a bit of a slop. It does, and, and you overeat. You know, and you feel gross, and it's usually like for me. And then you're like lying on a couch. Yes, like, exactly. Oh, it's like nap time. Up. Yeah, I don't want to talk to anyone. I can't even have a beer now because there's no room. Gut but sore. Yeah, yeah, sore gut. Yeah, and um, it's usually uh, also back to back. It's like three days of eating. And we got kind of big families, Tash and I. So it's like half of her family one day half of my family another day, half her other half, and then my other half at the Central Coast type thing. Fuck. So you end up getting- You've got like three different events there, kind of? We have three I different events. I think that events. a lot of people are like, like that. I mean, this Christmas might be a bit different yeah, with the whole yeah, COVID yeah. thing, but generally like you, you visit one or, or at least two yeah, different locations. Yeah, people split families. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. if you've got kids and stuff like that, yeah, and, and everywhere you go, people want to feed you, yeah, uh, or you want to put food on, mm. and and you you're obliged to eat, yeah. You know? And then it's hard to say no, but you you just get this compounding fullness, you know what I mean? You don't really kind of get over it for yeah. like a week. But anyway, I've learnt to choose the stuff the the stuff that I really really appreciate, or the stuff that I rarely get to eat, and I'll just focus on like three things and I will just eat those and I won't touch any like anything else. So usually when I go like this Sunday, um, I'll be eating the Fijian foods and I'll stay away from the rest because I don't get it that often. So I'll just be having polisami, like fish and lolo type thing and then I'll have like the curry and roti. But I won't like try to have the prawns as well. I try to have the bucket of KFC and slop it all on one type of thing. There's bucket of KFC there? Potentially. Oh, fuck, that's mad. Someone always brings one. That's Christmas. That's Christmas. <laughs> oh, but you know. fucked up. I know. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'll just try to stick to the things and, and, and in there I'm going, you know, for the traditional stuff, the stuff that's the soul food that makes me feel like Christmas. And it, I'm, I'm glad that it's it's mainly whole food foods, those foods as well. So I'm like having a bit of taro with the fish and the lolo and then I'm having curry and roti and like I'll have a, a healthy sized helping of those things, not just like little helpings of everything, you know, snack on this, walk around eating the freaking cheeses and the, and the you know, cracker platter the, for the f- first two hours and by the time you get to eat, you're not, you're not enjoying it anyway. Yeah, limit the snacks. Limit the snacks. Limit the snacks. In L- fact, I, I steer clear snacks. of the snacks altogether, mm. generally. 
there's a funny thing that that happens to us humans isn't there when we're given like more choices with food where we we feel the need to to take everything mm. you see it at buffets and i think it's you know gluttony. it really is you know and, I it's, saw fr- it and it's a fear of missing out yeah yeah like, yeah Mm. Oh, we um, Alex uh, gave got me a ticket to the Formula One, and it was like the premium tent. <clears throat> All these fucking yuppies, dressed in fancy fancy attire. It was it was anything but my scene, and. We watched, like, it was all, the food was, and all the food in and alcohol was free. In Australia? Here in Australia, yeah. yeah. In Melbourne was the, the big one down at Melbourne, I forgot what it's called. Uh, Formula One Grand Prix. And every time uh, some young girl would come out uh, with these, like, platters of fancy, fancy little hors d'oeuvres and, you know, um, Bits Poor and pieces dear. of stuff, you know, <laughs> like cheesy things and then fucking fried like, shit. F- yeah, fried shit and then fishy things. And that, that would be like this fucking horde of like vultures just like attacking this plate of these people, like in this be- all these beautiful clothes, just mauling these plates Home of Simpson food. Style. And then another one would come out with like uh, another tray just. With just covered in beers and people be grabbing like three or four beers each. And I was just like, this is fucking gross. Like, it's disgusting. I, I felt foul even being a part of it. We actually bailed because it was disgusted me that much. To be honest, it was like the worst of what humanity you, all in one, one party. What do you think it is? Gross. I know this is oh, gluttony. It's fucking gluttony. It's Where does the, it come from? It's um well it comes from when we didn't have anything, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And we just needed to. There's like that, three berries on a tree, and there's four of you. Yeah, and you just fight for all <laughs> of it. You know, like it's your last meal. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's so it's so inbuilt into our wiring, and it's, and you know, you look at all the all the countries where they don't have this amazing opportunity of surplus food supply, where people are fighting for it, and everyone's you know, pretty lean and, and getting by and whatever. And then you look at all of us in the West and we're all overweight and puffy. And it's, yeah, it's like a really, it's a really bad like crossroads of we've still got the same biology that we've had for all of these um, millions of years. And then we've now got this surplus food supply and it's just like ruining us. It's like a, it's like this primal instinct of a lizard. You know mm. what I mean? Like it's that deep and that old. But it, it, you would think that with all of this evolution that's taken part in the human brain, and you see it in <clears throat> in like strong communities, the ability to share equally could be applied to the wealthy. But in this particular situation, it was like everyone had reverted back to their inner lizard. Mm. I did a similar thing. I went, Misha and I went to a we went to a DJ play last year, and um, she got we got VIP tickets. And it just meant that there was a certain section of the club that we could be in and it was free alcohol. And she doesn't really drink that much. And so I, for some reason I just felt compelled to make use of the free alcohol for the two of us. So I like drank a bunch. I mean, I didn't get belligerent, but I was like, I was drunk. <laughs> and I, I, you know, and I, and I got- Trunk. I trunk. Trunk. And I got more drunk than I wanted to be. And I look, and I was like, "Fuck, that was stupid." I do that for. But it was just because it was free drinks, you know. That yeah. I that I'm like, "Yeah, I'll get another drink. Oh, I'm gonna go get another drink," you know. Um, this also happens at, at the Christmas parties, oh, like the cracking beers at eleven hours because we didn't we didn't supply free food and free alcohol. But you, oh, you know, right, yeah. If you're working under the big boss, and you're like, "Oh, sweet, boss is paying for everything," I'm ordering. Entrees. I'm ordering biggest main. I'm going to get the biggest dessert. Yeah. I'm going to get as many alcohol, like champagne, how many drinks I can. <laughs> Who's losing out in the end? Yes. You know. Well, and that's the thing. You don't enjoy any of this shit. So, like, you can have the biggest plate of food, which I mean, sometimes when you're super hungry, it's delicious. But usually, you kind of enjoy part of whatever you're eating or drinking, and then the rest of it, you're just like, oh, I'm fucking so full, and I took so much food. And it's kind of, it just- There even, goes the rest of your evening. Yeah, it's not even, Fuck. there's not even a lot of pleasure at the time. Plus then no. there's this ongoing thing of, you know, you're gluttonous and you, you, you're overeating and overconsuming. Feeling like shit for three days. So how do we avoid being a glutton? I really like what you do. And I kind of do a similar thing, Paul, where I, I, 
I just choose like a few things. So I tend, you know, like if you, I think about my, the favorite, the best meals that I've had. And when you go to a restaurant or someone's house and, and you really enjoy a meal and it's usually when there's like one or maybe two sources of protein and like one carbohydrate and then a salad or some vegetable dish or a couple, but there's really only a few things to eat. And so I replicate the same thing. I go like, oh, there's like a duck salad that my mum makes that I really love that only comes around at Christmas time. Mm. I smash that. And then there's ham. I always like ham. And then maybe the we have like these creamy potatoes and like, and I avoid this, the, you know, my auntie makes like two vegetarian salads. There's sometimes like a, a fish thing. I'm just like, I'm not interested in any of that. I could be if that was all that was here. Mm. But yeah, I just keep to like, and I, and, and it's funny because I always get those comments from family like, oh, have you had any of the blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And they're like, you have to have some. It's really nice. But you're like, it's all really nice. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we don't, we don't have to eat it all now. Mm. Uh, yeah, treating, kind. you can treat, so you can treat the buffet like a, like a menu rather than just a you have know, to have serving everything. trough. Yeah, 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 yeah. So look at everything and say, okay, just that's the menu. And like there's got one, one yeah. carbohydrate, a salad, big leafy green salad is always good. Lots of leafy greens over Christmas is great. If you can get half your plate filled with that stuff. Yeah, uh, because it's, it's not going to, not going to, depending on what the dressing is, of course, but most of the time they're pretty safe and you can fill your plate up and still be involved and, and come out the other end good for it and then limit, limit the options, just restrict them. I, I would highly advise um, either choosing one dessert or none, just getting rid of, rid of dessert altogether. Don't do multiples. Definitely don't do multiple desserts. Danger zone, big danger Split zone. Split it up. Maybe have one after lunch if you want, and yep. then you can have one after leftovers at dinner time. Yeah, and and limit your your booze. You know, you maybe know. have a beer before, and then a glass of wine, and then that's it. You know. Yeah. You know Jill Crosby. Yeah. This is a mutual family friends of my family and Joe's family. She's been coming to Kate's. This is my mother in law's Christmas. Um. Christmas Eve dinner. And actually she comes to a couple of dinners every year. She like ever since I've known her, maybe twenty years or whatever, she's she's never eaten dessert at the house. She always takes the dessert away in a container. Oh wow. She that's just and her thing. She enjoys it later. Yeah, yes. You never played anything for her. You always have it um in a container and she like she's like, I can't. She's like, I can't enjoy it because it's I'm too full, so we've always got one on the side for her. That's smart. It's not a bad tactic. That's a that's a good tactic. Yeah. Do you guys ever, I'm sure you guys probably don't think about this, but a really good guide that, that I picked up, and I don't use this either, but I think for some people it's like, there's a real tendency to, like say you do choose that, say you go, okay, I'll have one or two proteins, one serve of carbs, some big thing of salad, but there's still this tendency to like overfill your plate and just, just overeat because there is such an abundance of food. Mm. Have you guys ever heard of the thing that Precision Nutrition do with the, the hand reference? And so oh, they, they say yeah, like- great. Yeah, a palm-sized piece of protein. Mm. And then they say a, a fist, a fistful of carbohydrate mm. and um, a hand size, I believe, of leafy greens or yeah, vegetables. Like open, yeah. And then you can have like a thumb of fat. So that's like a thumb, like a piece of cheese or, you know, something like that. But they're like, it's a really simple guide just to keep you from overeating. Mm. And I think for folks who, who maybe realize, fuck, I don't actually know. I'm not very good at controlling myself with that. That's a really handy reference to go off. Yeah, really easy. Yeah. Also, weight of your plate, believe it or not, is a good one as well. So if your plate's getting heavy, like if you start to feel like your biceps start to fatigue <laughs> a little, then you got to fucking jet, jettison some of that. That's right. You know, and the the more dense the 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 more calorie dense foods generally weigh more as well. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's how those per kilogram buffets work. Yeah. Oh, they have those in Brazil, which are fucking awesome. <laughs> you go, you go, amazing stuff. But you go through, pick your plate, and then you put on scales, Wait. and they have a per kilo price. Oh wow! Yeah, and every every re the restaurant advertises its price out the front. You're like, oh, it's it's only charging seven reals per kilo. Yeah, it's good. Remember when we were in Germany and we were having those ham sandwiches in the bakeries? Yeah, and they put mayo. They have some sort of sauce, big slices of ham oh, fresh slices. hot and then the crackling is separate 
and you that's by the scale as well. It's like so, so many dollars oh, per it? kilogram. And they say, how much would you like? And they get the tongs and they put it on the scales. You're like, I'll get a little bit more. And then they weigh that and price that separately and then shove the crackling on that as well and like crush it down in this crispy roll. Oh, fuck, they were good, good oh sandwiches. Mm. Um, I was going to say uh, with the, the meal thing, so because we've talked about the, the individual meals um, and on the day those meals, but the planning out of the week of eating or, you know, it's that when Luke Tullock came on, and he really uh, opened my mind to the idea of counting calories and looking um, over the week blocks. Um, and, I, and I thought that was that just made so much sense to me. As opposed to at, the day. As opposed to the day and chasing that calorie count on the day because really it's a very hard one to manage and it's a type of micromanaging. But if you manage over a week, it makes much more sense. Um, so, yeah, say you got the big, I've got the big lunch. And then the next day I've got like a, another lunch. So it's just a, a consideration that when you have the big meals, um, don't have a big breakfast, don't do what you usually do when you wake up and you're automatic, your eyes are a bit bleary and you get the cereal out or the muesli and you just start doing your regular breakfast day. Like obviously save it for the, for the lunchtime. Curb it a little bit. The fucking muesli. Let me just interject a story about muesli. Okay. So T wakes up Saturday, Saturday morning <laughs> at the camp, right? Drunk. <laughs> Right. Friday night he was drunk he's hung over and I'm like T you in your tent and he's like <laughs> and I'm like man come over I'll make you breakfast come over to my tent so we were like compl- we were neighbours yeah we were right down, next door to each down other down the back where it was very damp yeah <laughs> but it was quiet yeah it was quiet um, and uh, I was like I'll sort you out bro let me make you breakfast so I put on lamb chops brought these sick lamb chops awesome Fried eggs. You cooked down the bottom there? Yeah. Oh. Couple of couple of big tortillas. That was the morning sauce. I was like, I haven't seen Joe a tea all morning. <laughs> yeah, we were, like, Are they alive? It was fucking breakfast of kings, <laughs> oh, right? Wow. And tea's like, you know, like this food brought him back to life. I literally watched him transform in front of my very eyes. <laughs> anyway, T's like, man, let me help you clean up. And I'm like, no, dude, it's it's my campsite. I know how everything works. Like, don't worry about it. You just make me breakfast tomorrow, you know? <laughs> and T's like, cool, man, I got you. <laughs> And so, anyway, we enjoy the Saturday. Obviously, the big party Saturday night. Sunday morning comes. T and I kind of wander up to the camp together. And T says, would you like me to make you breakfast? And I'm like, man, that would be awesome, you know? And I'm like, sick, what's it going to be? Bacon, halloumi, eggs, you know, what are we doing? And I'm like, dude, what do you got? And T said, oh, I've got muesli and yogurt. <laughs> Full fat. <laughs> Buffalo yogurt. It's delicious. <laughs> I'm like, get the fuck out of here, bro. How dare you? <laughs> look he gave me. <laughs> oh, God. So, so what'd you have? He was lining you up outside Alan's, uh, Alan's cafe. Oh, yeah. yeah he had the big Alan's steaks. street store. Chicken, chicken skewers with gherkins and uh, Did he? barbecue sauce in pitta pockets. No yeah. way. Yeah, I must have like amazing. four. Whoa. That's so good. That. Oh, he's such a feeder. <laughs> such a good guy. Oh, man. Amazing. Yeah. That's so funny. I think Opie, my sister's kid, he's two years old, he found that. But he said, oh, he found, uh, he found Alan over there. Alan's like apparently was just feeding him like chunks of beautiful meat that he had brought and cooked in the wood fire. Oh, steak. <laughs> he yeah. was just hanging out with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Opie's a good eater. Oh, okay, I missed that one. But yeah, oh, that's a one, great point you make that like, okay, if you're going to have these really quite big meals that are very yes. rich, yep. then you can just sort of have a smaller meal at either at breakfast and yes. at dinner or yep. you can you can tailor the rest of the day or even the next day. Yeah, and then I was um, also going to say to, to um, offset that and balance that out with movement of any sort, holiday-style movement. If you want to do some training, that's unreal, but even uh, walks, you know, going for a walk or going to the beach and going for a swim. Going for a run. We've going, we're going up to the Central Coast if COVID allows it on Boxing Day. On Boxing Day, we have a lunch. Get this. So we have lunch on Christmas Day. Boxing, that's with my family. On Boxing Day, we have a lunch with Tasha's dad and all the sister wives. Mm. And then on the evening, we drive up to the Central Coast to be with Leah and all the cousins and then we have like a dinner there. Oh. It's like a, a big kind of like thing. But I- uh, Boxing day dinner. Boxing day dinner. Wow. But I've scheduled in a big bushwalk on the next morning because we're going to stay there one night. And I was like, 
we usually hang around. I was like, well, we should just do a big walk after that. So it's just that kind of thing where you're like, eat a meal, do, you know, it's also part of freaking spending time together, isn't it? Yeah. Go and do something nice, go for a walk. Totally. Or, you know, or whatever it is that you, you want to do. And it, that's a good, um, that's a good little transition into like the, the, you know, do you train? What are you doing over this time? Mm. Because it is, for, I think for a lot of people, especially like that, where you've got family event after family event over two days or three days. Different postcodes. You're really not moving a lot. You're in the car a lot mm. and you're sitting down at a table and yeah. you're sitting on the couch. A lot of sitting. Yeah. A lot of just sitting, hanging out. Chatting, digesting. Uh, I think it's a really good idea to have breakfast before you go to uh, a big lunch. Because uh, mm. sometimes you have this urge, like, I'm just not going to eat until I get there. Oh, yes. And you're like, the whole day, you, this is a mindset thing, you know what I mean? And you're like, oh, I'm not going to eat, not going to eat. And you pull back the day before so you can go hard when you get there. <laughs> I think that's a fucking mistake. Like, you're better <laughs> off having a bit of brekkie. So when you get there, you're like, oh, I'm actually not that hungry. Yeah. So you just have a normal sized meal instead of turning into a glutton. You know? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's true. However, you know, like, do you ever get surprised when you're with certain folks who don't like, because that implies that you have like good regulation of your appetite. Yeah. So you're like, well, I've had breakfast. I'm not super hungry right now. So therefore my lunch is, you know, moderate. I've seen, I watch people who are oh, like, maybe they have breakfast and then they're not that hungry and then they still eat the biggest fucking lunch. <laughs> and then they do the same thing at dinner time. And you're like, but you weren't hungry. And they're like, yeah, but I can eat. I mean, Paul's got a little bit of that. <laughs> Have had. Have had. But do you know what I mean? I, 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 I feel like it can go either way. Possibly, de Depending yeah. on what mm. you're like, on mm. what your relationship is with food. Yeah. Um, I spent five days on a Fairstar fun ship um, filming a commercial for Fairstar. It was very interesting uh, five days. It was funny because we had, uh, we we're filming this Fit Fam like fit dad, fit mum, fit kids, and they were doing fit stuff on the boat, and then they'd go like fit, uh, fit exercise on the islands that you'd stop at. But it was really strange because we'd have this scene of fit fam doing fit stuff on the boat, and then you'd just kind of be looking at that, and then they'd say cut, and as soon as they say cut, your like vision would expand to everyone else on the boat, and there were literally <laughs> no fit fams on the boat, and it was full of people, <laughs> like they were just big. <laughs> I'm not trying <laughs> to be rude, like, like big and hungry. Yeah. And every single meal on that boat is buffet, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Fuck yeah. I've never seen like plates. And I, I, I've been on a lot of Polynesian dudes. I've seen some big plates, but I've never seen plates packed up at the size that these plates were packed up on. Mm. And I'm talking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Jesus. And then during the day, it was those big... No, those one le those what yard glass things mm -hmm. like like they look like they look like something you should put flowers in. Yeah, they would fill that. They, they would you'd get that filled with like a a, a slushy, but like a, a cocktail cocktail. So it'd be like booze, sugar, and slushy. Did that? Did that? <laughs> did that, that have a lanyard? Bro, I've seen those with lanyards. What's that? The drink. Vessel? Yeah, the vessel. It's yes, got like, like a, a lanyard. It goes around your neck so you can hang Yes, you can hang it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Time, and you the want straw's the just like version. stuck near your mouth. Yeah. That's amazing. So you don't even have to move your arms. You it's just like a little alto sack. Suck on it. <laughs> 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 but the weirdest thing was like the, the hallways of the boat smelt of shit, but because, you know, the shit would slush around as you're going through the open ocean. Like, but the shit like would, sewerage. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, sewerage yeah. would smell smelt like the slushy. Oh, oh God. Yeah, yeah. And no. Yes, yeah, yeah, totally. And oh. the food, because it's all like frozen, after a while your poo started turning into like like soft serve. There's oh. no, no, no fibre in it. Oh, God. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. Oh, <laughs> no. It was horrible. Even the salad How did we get onto this? had sugar oh, in that's it. Rank. Everything had sugar in oh. it because it probably keeps it from going off. T's going I mean? on a cruise for Christmas, so he just... <laughs> yeah, that was... That, um, yeah, no, was not a big fan oh, of that one. God. Like I mean, it was just great, took great job, great experience. Kind of makes me want to vomit oof. in my mouth. Yeah, it was foul. <laughs> it was like one big floating shit tank. So where was your well, point with that? Don't, I'm hoping <laughs> no one's got any cruises booked because if there's a couple of things to come out of COVID, it's don't jump on a fucking don't cruise for a while. Cruise. Don't get it. <laughs> Jesus. Floating sewage tanks. Oof. So... Not a big fan. 
so here's the thing that people often say when you um when that when you like say it's Christmas or it's Boxing Day, it's sometime around then, and you you want to go out and train a little bit. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go do put my rings up or going to do something, and you get that person that's like, oh, can't you even relax? It's Christmas time. Can't you just take one day off training? You ever get that? Yeah. Yes. That's the kind of person that I like to rope into the t- into the training. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you love, you love that. that. Yeah, Come on. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get off your ass. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Now, what's the the what I see when someone's when someone says that is my my impression is that oh this person thinks that I punish myself, like they they think that I do this because I'm like paying for my sins or whatever. Um. And, and, and sometimes maybe there's an element of that, right? Where I'm like, I want to do a session because I feel kind of lazy and I haven't moved, for, you know, whatever. But for the most part, I'm doing it because I like it and it makes me enjoy my day more. And then, you know, and it, it has a beneficial effect on my on my mindset. And yeah, all burn that. Burn some calories. Exactly. You move your digestive system. People forget the body's a pump. Right. So if you stop moving it and then you fill it with shit... <laughs> it's not a good combination. You know what I mean? Like you've got to get things moving. So if like, you're going to put more food down your gob, then you should be using the mus- musculature in your body that. to help digest it all, you know? Better get that CLR slushy down there. Ooh. Get the pipes cleaned. But that's right. I mean, it makes you, <laughs> it makes you enjoy the gluttony a bit more. Like you feel that's like- That's what I say. You feel like you're going to go on this bushwalk and you're going to come mm. back and you go- Sick. We all fucking walked a little bit. Every, you know, it was a little bit challenging in part. Let's warm up the leftovers. And now everyone's psyched to eat and, and <laughs> yeah. you know, you're going to sleep well. Yeah. Rather than just, I'm just going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to not do anything but put food in my face. And the result of that is that you end up not really enjoying the whole process. Because you feel right. like- Lethargic. Yeah, you feel like shit. Yeah. Uh, it's it, the same as everyone when they walk out of the gym, they feel excellent. It's like- you got to move. Your body will reward you for it. Totally. Uh, on that, yeah, I'll, I just end up hanging out with the kids if it's like that. As in like the teenagers. Game like, of footy. Yeah, they're, I'm like, they're moving. Yeah, I'm like, let's go to the wharf. Let's go to the wharf. Take the football, throw it all the way to the stuff. wharf and then jump off the wharf and do something like that. Some dancing. But yeah, I think it's, it's in the way that you think about it. I guess I, I think I have had that conversation before. I feel like it's less and less maybe because people know me now and we're a bit older. Yeah. So you're not hanging around so many mid-20s friends or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you've cut all of those ties by now. You've cut them all, yeah. And and it's not uh, it's not like, you know, a training session. It's like I'm, I'm going to go and I'm just going to go and down to the beach for a bit type thing. And depending on who you're with, you know, you don't – I wouldn't necessarily advertise it, you know, hey, I'm going for a, a session or something like that. But, I, but yeah, roping them in is always a good one. Don't really let them know what it is and, and tell them to come. Yeah, come out. We'll go for a swim. Yeah. No good one. Have a little play on that. You take the old um, the the tire tube with the with the rope on it, mm. and you chuck kids in them and you pull them along the beach. <clears throat> oh, that's a good one. It's fantastic. Like sled drag. Yeah, and I usually rope everyone into doing a couple of rounds. Like, your yep. turn. Come on, your turn. And, they don't know and the it. kids are like, "Yeah, come on, oh, man. <laughs> Uncle T's faster than you." <laughs> After about twenty minutes. Everyone's just completely lactic now <laughs> <laughs> because it looks like fun. You're like, oh, yeah. that looks like fun. And then you do a couple and you're like heaving. Mm, <laughs> it's fucking good. hard work, bro. That was a good great. one. Because well, you're sprinting a, through the water. You got a tie that you – oh, it's on the water, not on the sand. Yeah, just like on the – Skimming. On the wake. Skimming on the wake. Yeah. So, but, the, you know, it's still like the sand sucks you in, the water washes up. Not the wake. We have that part you skimboard on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you, you have to get enough speed to get the tire to like – plane right so mm-hmm. you really do have to sprint it's great where do you get you got you got this tire that sits tire, in your yeah. garage that you take with you yep yeah that's a always. cool idea yeah it's great i might have to get you one do of those. i always kind of said all right i'm gonna get at least 10 out mm. kids make you do more because they don't want to stop and um and then whoever's down there with me i'm just like you're up and you can't really say no to that because the kids are just like come on you're a party on. Pooper and they're behind don't. you just whipping you yeah. Faster, faster. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. That's yeah, the best. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, ki- kids are good for anything like that. If you go with them and get in the water, do the 
Playing tip with them. Tip tips, yep. or tips in the water, on the shoulders, battles, throwing them out of the water. Oh, you yeah. know, Horses. you just throw them the out. Best. Horses or, the, yeah, alley-oops, like do 30 of those. Cartwheels. You know? Yeah, they're just they're good. You just hang out with the kids if they're also not doing anything. Yeah. Bit of a surf. Pa- pair of rings hanging up in the local vicinity is rings, always good. Rings are always good. Yeah. Kids yeah. will go to those and then that kind of co- encourages you, oh, I'll go out and play around, show you some stuff. 100%. Yeah, people that have um, like they have an interest in something like that too because they watch and they're like, oh, that's interesting. And they're like, oh, how do I do this or how do I do that? And you show them like a front support or, you know, stand chin up or something. Whereas if you brought the, the dumbbell set out of the your car, you just like scattered them around the picnic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a bicep curl. Come try it. <laughs> Stationary bike. Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave home without it. <laughs> I just sold my stationary bike, the one I bought for my knee rehab. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sick. I sad, sold it for like day. 20 bucks extra than I bought it. Oh. I was so psyched. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. <laughs> Invest that 20. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Straight to my super. But yeah, so the training, like, uh, it's not like a training session. You just you, you just get outside and start doing some shit. Yeah. This is what I'm picking up. Or if you if you are going to train, or if, for me, if I'm doing like a week or two away from home, I need to train over time that, that long, um, without a doubt. And the best time to do it, and this is even if I'm on a holiday, like out of Sydney, it's always early because your day gets filled up with fun stuff, you know. Go visit sightseeing or you're visiting friends or family. So if you can get that early training session in, get up before anyone else is up and just get out and do it, then um, the rest of your day is awesome. Yeah, it's a good call. Yeah, so true. And and you 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 don't you're not your body's digested. Don't eat before you do it. Just get out of bed. Yeah, put your shoes on. Get the fuck out. Like if you, if you sit down and have brekkie and coffee, mm. then mm. someone wakes up and then all of a sudden you're in a conversation and then before you know it, it's ten a.m. It's too hot. Yeah, and you miss that boat and then you've had maybe something shit that you shouldn't have eaten, and then you're like, oh. This, other things distracting you. Yeah, and you tell yourself, oh, I'll do it in the other. I'll yeah. do it in the other before we start the dinner process. And or then whatever. you got that shit feeling in your back and of your head thinking, fuck, I need to train. Yeah, you get that little bit of anxiety. Mm. And then someone's like, oh, you want a beer? <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, morning sessions are really, really handy. Yeah, I'm the same. I, um, I yeah, I, I mean, I like say I haven't trained since, when did we leave? I haven't trained since Thursday because we left for the camp on Friday and like sort of three or four days to me is not really a problem, especially that because we were walking around being quite active at the party, but on the dance floor, on the dance floor, cutting rugs. But if I'm away for four days over Christmas, (laughs) what was that? Twerking bell burns twice as many cows as (laughs) as square dancing. twerk. (laughs) Handstand twerk. (laughs) It was attempted. Don't worry. Noni? Uh, No. (laughs) Initials Someone J-R. attempted Like a, a freestanding Or against attempted. the wall She did it It was a chest to w- It's a chest to wall Basically yeah. Twerking I invented that At the old gym no. oh, yeah. You did a handstand well, twerk Yeah Like that's a th- When I know. It was the Remember that drill I used to do Good line <laughs> bad line Yeah So you go up In your chest to wall And then you You arch through the back Stick your bum out And then you pull into A good line And then you go Between <laughs> the two And then when you go Like <laughs> fast <laughs> All of a sudden, you're just twerking. Your butt Joe's just starts flexing wobbling. and extending now. Yeah. As we speak, <laughs> listeners, he's kind of like, and his eyes like, yeah. his tongue kind of fell outside of his mouth while he was doing it there for a second. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, I can't remember what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> something, something. Yeah, four days. Like if I'm oh, chilling yeah. out with the family for four days, I'll do the same thing. I might get there on the first day and kind of hang out, but then by the second day, I'll I'll think, no, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do some kind of session here. Yeah, and do five sets of some push ups and pull ups and some squats or just something, because I it, it is so rewarding when I do, and it only takes twenty minutes, fifteen minutes. Yeah, but it's like it's such a mental win, and the carryover to the next day and to that evening, it's it's immense. And when I don't do it, I'm like, why didn't I just go and just do ten minutes of exercise? Yeah, better for your mindset too. Hundred yeah. percent. That's really the biggest thing I think. And you also get a little bit of time out which I think is also important for yourself and everyone else that you're living in each other's pockets so for so long. That is so true. You know? you're always, if it, the less time you're in a big group, the more popular you are. You notice that's that? That's a good point. 
If you're the person you're a little that's bit unavailable all the time, then people run out of shit to talk to you about. So you kind of leave and come oh. back, and they're like, "Whoa, where you been? That's, oh, what have you been up to? That's oh, fresh so energy. True. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Yeah. <laughs> it tells you a lot about tea, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Oh, I've been, I've been around. I don't know. Right, I'm sure. yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> oh, doing this sick thing that so you weren't. Good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what else I like actually being on the road, um, and I might do it this year is visiting another gym. Oh, yeah. If you're like somewhere yes. where there's gyms, you're like, oh, maybe I can go Great and do idea. a CrossFit yeah. class there. Or I might go and visit Will at Ghetto Movement. Yes. If he's doing anything, because I'll be at mum and dad's. Mm. But yeah, it's such a good time to go and drop in at another place and just do something. And fuck, if you turn up in another gym to a class, you're going to get a good workout and you don't have to think about it. Mm. Yeah, and it could be any class. Yeah. Really. It, even yeah. if you're in the middle of nowhere and you go to like another gym, that's like anytime fitness or whatever, it's kind of like fun. There's, just a, there's it, a novelty to yeah, it. Yeah, and you can do your old boring workout that you usually do, but you know that works for you, and everyone thinks it's mad that's watching. You're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know these are my old drills. Just lizard like crawling through the middle of the weight section. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> can I just move these dumbbells, guys? I want you to use the wall for some handstands. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. You can get on the benchies. Benchies. Do all the different it's types fun. of benchies, incline, decline, yeah. flies. Yeah. Yeah, boxing Man. bag. Finding a boxing bag is awesome over Chrissy. If you're a striker, if you like to, you don't even need, but you don't even need to be a striker. You could just bash it. I could hurt my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, True. you could hang off it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Practice your Got close guard, guard, close guard, guard <laughs> setups. On it. Just do so, like circles around it. <laughs> feet touching the ground. What do you do? So if you're like, say you're, um, say you're someone here, you've done a bit of Fight Factory. You don't mind having a hit, but you've never really done your own kind of boxing bag workout. What could be a real easy little routine that you do with a heavy bag? You got to get the Tabata timer. Yeah, the, just get the, the timer. Tabata timer, free one, and just set it for rounds, eh, yeah. whatever your time is, and just choose, yeah. choose a limb. Choose just, a strike yeah, you could just literally go. just do round kick on one leg for two minutes and then switch to the other leg and then straight punches for the next and Singles. then knees for the next and then always finish on like a freestyle. And just go as hard as you can. Right. And that could look as ridiculous as you want. Yeah. It's, it's hard to hurt yourself on a, ba- on a bag. Like you, you have to be pretty uncoordinated. Reckless. On pads it's different because it, you've got to gauge how much pressure the person's putting in against you. But on a stationary bag, you, you, subconsciously most people pr- will protect their, their joints. Right. You know what I mean? So you do Pull two, min- on the power two minutes of work and then you take, what, 30 seconds rest between yeah, sets? Yeah, 30 seconds, minute. You and know, you might, so if you stretch in between. So you might end up doing like six rounds or something. Yeah, six to eight rounds. Yeah, okay. You know, just get, get you, you want to leave huffing and puffing with a good sweat. Yeah. You know? I think uh, that's a fantastic tool. I, I hung one up at my mum's house, but I also built a squat rack and chin-up bars and rings. You like training there, don't you? Yeah, I do. It's great. And she's got a big hill up the back that I'll hit. And I record my times every time I go up there. And over the years, it's slowly gotten slower. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's motivating. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my gosh. Look at that. Add another minute. Well, time's going How long is the hill? Uh, I usually get – well, I got to go – it's like they're rolling hills. And and it probably takes me – on average, it doesn't go. It hasn't been slowly going up. It's, it 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 uh, it depends. Actually, what it depends on is the weather. So when it's really hot, then my time goes down. But mm. it's been pretty consistent. Here we go. It's been pretty consistent. But it takes me <laughs> between like eighteen, those eighteen years. to like eighteen to to thirty minutes. Oh, yeah. So there's a big gap there. So like when somewhere it's hotter, in there. it's slower. The time's slower. Yeah. Much slower, mm. but it's one it's of those hills that gets really hot. If you if you leave it too late, mm. that's a lo- that's a long fast run, eighteen to twenty minutes. Yeah, and it's steep. Yeah, steep, but it's it's good. So I do the run, then I come back and I'll have a lift or or do some um some ring work. Hills, that's such a good one. <coughs> like uh, and just the idea of if you do train in the gym. Um, outdoor activities or outdoor training modalities that you don't usually do. Yeah, it's like such stones. a novelty. Like I'd be so into that. Single trails, awesome because you're doing a little bit of sightseeing. Yeah, yeah. and you don't have yeah. to be a, f- a good runner to do it because the ground slows you down. 
mm. and everything's uneven. So you just kind of work it out. Forces you to run with good technique. Yep. Bushwalking is awesome. I think, you know, set a little bit of sightseeing. Okay, we're going to go to this national park. Oh, that's always a must for me. Anytime I go anywhere, especially in, within Australia, it's like choose at least two or three national parks and find some good good uh, walks to a waterfall or something like that. Yeah. And that's great. And now that the kid's a bit older, we can move faster, you know. If you're at the beach, getting out onto the rocks. Yeah. I always like that. Like you can, you know, it's easy. Like most of us find ourselves at the beach at some point. But you can take that little trip and, and sort of scurry along the rocks and mm, explore headland. around mm, the headlands yeah. and stuff. It always pay, pays dividends. Yeah, especially in Sydney, like when you're um, – if you're staying in Sydney and people will because of COVID and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, catching up with friends and doing like the beach-to-beach -beach walks and then a swim yeah, or something like that. That's a good one. Or just like in, in general catching up with a friend over something, you know, that's physical and a, and a walk's a good way to do it, especially if it's like around a little headland or something like that. It's great. It's holidays. It's something you don't often do, maybe. For our members, suburbs. just a tip. If you lack, like, uh, inspiration to come up with, say you want, do want to do a workout and you lack inspiration, remember all of our workouts are available on your Waterfy app. So you can go back and look at any of our classes mm. from any time and just choose a session. So body weight would probably be one of the best ones if you don't have any equipment. Just find yourself a little body weight and just do, like, the first half of the class, right? Yeah. Or you could even just pack a set of rings. Pack a set of rings. So light. Oh. Stock them in the gym now. Yeah. Dude, we need to unpack those and pump them out. I know. Yeah, people need them. Mm -hmm. Pair of rings, it's such an invaluable thing. Even if you're kind of shit at using them, it's so worthwhile having a pair. Yeah. Because you get better over the years and you learn more stuff, more things to do with them. Yeah. Rings and a, I always take rings and a set of, small set of mitts and gloves. Oh, yeah. I do. That's cool. I take the rings. I carry a gi with me everywhere I, just, I go. Sometimes <laughs> I just wear it <laughs> on the streets. Stare people out. <laughs> do you go to jiu-jitsu gyms when you travel? Um, yeah, I do. More I overseas. I haven't travelled in that way for a long time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I typically would, I suppose. I was just thinking what i do at this Christmas. Maybe I would. My knee hasn't really felt like I want to It's ready. front up at a well, you'd have gym. A, you'd have a bit of a target on you. Yeah, there's always now that. that you're a brown belt. Bit of that. going to be like, oh, I want to roll with that new brown belt. Yeah. Test myself. Yeah, perfect. If I can tap this guy out, but yeah, I think I will. I'll take it down south with me this year. Tap Time. It out. You have to. You have to roll. Have a roll with Will from yeah. Ghetto. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a bit of an obliteration. <laughs> <laughs> He'd love it though. He loves it. He's actually really good. He's a goer. Like he's he's you know he's good fun to roll with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd have a roll with him. And there is there's a few gyms now that I think about it down in Wollongong that. I've connected with through Bulletproof and that kind of thing. So there's plenty of crew to, to check out down there. But yeah, that's right. Like just having some shit, like if I just have my gear with me and you've planted that idea in my head and I'm like, oh fuck, I've got a couple of hours. I can Google a class near me and I can go and have an awesome training session. Whereas if I didn't take the gear or you didn't have your rings or you didn't have your mitts, you just, you make it that much harder to do that. You make it almost impossible to do that thing. Yeah, so, And so you I, should potentially schedule it. Like tell yourself yeah, 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 on yeah, this yeah. day, I'm going on this bush walk. On this day, I'm going to be doing some ring totally. work. On this day, I'm hitting the, hitting the, hitting the beach and I'm yeah. going to pack, pack the floaty, you know, with the rope. So you just, you just sneak it in there. Uh, so I want to, I guess you could say, um, you, you know, uh, you have the tools around or, you know, pack your boot for action. Always be ready for action. I know I'm like that all the time, like in my boot. I'd like to know what you all have in your boot, but I, I got skateboards, I got the rings, um, I have shorts, and soccer ball. I have balls. You got balls. I got balls, paws, but I always have balls. Um, so yeah, I'm like ready to go because you know you're you're on if you're in Sydney, you're on the other side of town, or you're here and you're at a lunch and it's like in Coogee, you're like stuck down, jump in the water. Kids will go in. I'll go in and, and it's just like having those bits. You know what I take? I take uh, one of the ropes from the gym every holiday I go on. Ah, oh, you like the, those, huh? For the kids. So the kids love it. Just sling it over the over the uh, a branch because we got these ones in the gym, if you haven't seen them, with an eye loop at the end. So you just kind of th cast that over, then thread the open end through it and it just pulls tight. And, yeah, we swing on it or just rope climb it. Just do whatever. Yeah, I love those. Rope climbs are great. Mm. I do like rope climbs. 
Mm, I took so a road easy. during COVID to try and get Hattie out of the park and she, I think she climbed it once and then was just not interested. <laughs> she's a very good climber though. She's an awesome climber. <laughs> Fuck, she I think climbed to the top of that flagpole and she was like three? Yeah. Which flagpole was it? Savage Unbelievable. climber. Like my daughter is a good climber and she couldn't climb that that pole. And but how do you- like, I remember that. Which pole that? was it? It's every pole you ever walk past. Mm. Yeah, she's a, like a pole climber. Yeah. She loves it. But yeah, I think there was something because it was structured. Because I'm like, hey, let's climb this. I'll put it up. She's like, it had nah. To be play. It's yeah. got to be. It's got to be. Uh, it's got to be my decision. Yeah. Kind of thing. Needed a bit of an adventure with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. With the rope, I'm learning. I often look for the <laughs> the kind of fig type trees. You know, we got the Morton Bay Barbara ones. Beth. Yeah. But um, because of the root system that goes all around, you can sling the rope and you can either climb up into the crook. Of the tree and swing out. Oh, so you yeah. find a spot to swing out. Or you just go from like root to root. So you go, okay, the challenge is start on this route and land on that route. That's cool. Yeah, so it's like swing and land. Fuck yeah. And you, just build you know the other land. thing you need to keep in check when you're over the holiday season is uh, your sleep. Mm. A lot of people tend to stay up a lot later than they should over these times because you don't have work the next day. Yeah, and you feel so. compelled. Yeah, nah, let's stay up and have a drink. Yeah, and maybe you're around people they haven't seen for a long time, so you want to chat. And you still want to have that, you know, you still want to have that that time with the adults where you can sit down and catch up and talk about life. But um, you don't necessarily want to be doing it day in and day out. You need to kind of schedule some early nights there. And a good way to get around that is to schedule in some daytime activities that start quite early, mm. you know? So the, well, the bushwalk, it's like, okay, tomorrow we're all going bushwalking. Uh, we're right. going to kick off early, so let's get an early night. Forces yeah. people to bed. Everyone goes to bed and then drag them all out and get them up, a, up that 10K fucking incline. Fuck, you know that T is just a menace <laughs> to his whole family. Oh, I know. They're just like, oh, T is coming. <laughs> How wonderful. <laughs> He's a lovely boy. I got <laughs> 10 people up this fucking mountain in Raro. You should have seen it. It was... So fucking steep. The they one like, I came up? That was <laughs> with the ropes. Fucking the hell. <laughs> the, the storm came in. It was like, right. oh my. Omar got lost. Yeah. Remember Omar and, and Big Jack got lost. Was that, Big, were you there for that one? Oh, it was a different one. That so was a different one. Yeah, that one we went on with Nikki was the highest point. And that was a good one. You were like, this will be like two hours. And it was like, it was like eight hours. <laughs> It was a big trek. It was one. fucking huge. Yeah. Your <laughs> little cousins were there. <laughs> we did well though. Yeah, well, we all survived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one before we lost two people. Um, it, well, it's only a little island, so but they found the riverbank and had to try and work their way back to to the ocean. God, they didn't talk to me for about three days <laughs> after that. After that yeah. and, and you guys got lost on the Cross Island walk. We got lost on the Cross Island. It's pretty walk. like when you get lost in that. That's so thick, man. Yeah, it's quite intimidating. Yeah, you got no impression of where you're at. I'm sure it's the same as f- like being lost in a jungle in Fiji. You tend you tend to think I'll be able to figure it out. I'll get to the top of the mountain and just like look. Yeah, but you can't. There's fucking trees. Like it's dense foliage everywhere. And nothing, nothing's <clears throat> memorable. There's no yeah. landmarks. I got, I fucked yeah, up it's once. It's fucking scary. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't like I was lost. Um, you've been to my village, my dad's village. Yeah. I basically went up to the, the phone tower, which is above. Like you can walk. I don't know if you ever did that walk. Go around the back of the village and there's some plantations and fields and there's kind of a road cut in. Walk all the way to the top and you can come back down. Do it in a couple of hours. But I went up there and I decided that I, I, like you can see when you look at some island hills from a distance, they just look like grass covered hillsides, you know, and then there's thick bits here and there, but it's like grass covered. And I decided I'm going to go up and I'm just going to walk directly down, straight down to my uncle's type property and just walk straight to the water. And I started doing that and fuck me, it was like, I just got stuck. I knew where I had to go, but... That grass was like 10 foot high and it was all like razor sharp, almost like sugar cane, but it was just like you couldn't walk on it. Slices. And, and I, yeah, and I, and I wasn't walking on the ground. And then I got into this thick bit of bush that was like lantana. I was carrying a tripod and a bag full of cameras. I took some photos up there 
and um, I came through th- through the grass bit and it was treacherous. I ripped my all my pants. So funny because when I came out of the bush, my uncle was just laughing at me. <laughs> I'd like ripped my cargo. I'd like zip off like mad Columbia ones and I'd just torn them because I came through this thing. Imagine like kind of lantana and just like freaking hundreds of – a couple of hundred metres of it um, and it's so thick that you're not touching the ground. I could see the ground. The ground was like – a meter and a half below just me step on and I was just it. trying yeah. to stand. And in the end I figured I found out that I, the, the most efficient way to get across it was to roll. So I rolled <laughs> for like 150 <laughs> meters. I had this tripod and I was like throwing it ahead and I just had to roll on my side, you know, oh, like just to keep it. Oh dude, it was so funny. People pay for stuff. Like that. <laughs> yeah. tough oh dude, it was such and a the, rookie the thing you don't, thing. You can't, you can't describe with that, like being around that. Well, the sun was going down. The heat and, oh, and the right, sun yeah, was going down. And I was like, oh right, shit. So you're shitting yourself. Every yeah, time, a little like, bit. And, oh. oh man. And so many bugs just want your- Oh, they were yeah, want eating your, me. Your calories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you start to doubt yourself. Oh, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to make it. Man, what happens if I don't make it? You got to run poorly. I got to go, folks. We're going to wrap it there anyways. Okay. But I think that's. I think that gives people a couple of good tips on how to survive the holidays. That's right. But um, we say the same shit every year. It's all about balance, man. Keep moving. It. Keep moving. Keep moving. Practice a little bit of Limit discipline, but have some fun. Obviously. Yeah. Because a little bit of discipline makes you feel, it frames your day better. Yeah. Mm. So it's all it's ultimately all about you having a better time. That's right. That's the most important thing. Try and pick the good Have food. Fun. Try and buy the, 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 the good beers or, you know, dodge a dessert. Uh, yeah. you know, don't don't get the cheap stuff this That's year. Right. Get the good meat. Yeah. Yeah, get the quality stuff. Quality quality fed. Yeah, and the good veggies. Organic shit. Yeah, they're supposed to be memorable meals that you can savor. Yeah, don't bites. do all your shopping at Coles or Woolies. No. Yeah, fuck that. Go to a local place. Um, if you're in the hood and you want to come train at Jungle Brothers, we're open for a little bit between Christmas and New Year. So just get in touch, junglebrothers.com, and um, you'll be able to see it on our timetable there anyway. But come visit. We're open to visitors. We sure are. Um, Especially over Christmas if you stopped in Sydney and you've yeah. a gym to train in. It's the one. If you're feeling a bit lethargic from eating too much shit, come see us. Yeah, bring your friends. Love it. Um, thanks, boys. Catch you guys next week. Thank you. See you. See you.